and boom. All right, we are now live, and hopefully with like audio that's not terrible this time. I mean, that would be nice, right? That'd be very nice. Wow, it's getting like really hot in here. I got the uh, the heat on max, so. Yeah, I wouldn't advise you do that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you from personal experience, don't do that shit. Don't turn the... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. I totally understand what you're saying now. Good point. Good point. Definitely yeah. not a good idea to just make everything as, as high heat as possible until you keel over. Yeah. Probably a bad thing. Okay, cool. So the audience is not complaining about our audio right now. And uh, that's fantastic. Right. And obviously, as people could read the whiteboard, we're doing Oprah Winfrey tonight. Uh, so before we... Oprah! Oprah! You know... Everybody gets a this, everyone gets a that. You know, I can just imagine it now. It's like literally like um, Star Wars Monopoly. You get a Star Wars Monopoly. You get a Star Wars Monopoly. You get a Star Wars Monopoly. Everybody gets Star Wars Monopoly. You know what I'm saying? Something like right, that, Jeff. Right. So uh, what's the audience vote uh, in terms of uh, what type she is? What is the audience vote? Come on, folks. What is it? I hear ENFJ <laughs> a lot. So I want to yeah. see what people are thinking for sure. What is it? You get a car? Yeah. <laughs> ESTP? Ooh. ENFJ. ENFJ. People can hear me just fine, right? I'm trying to make sure I can I hear hope it. so. Hello? Yeah, good. It's got the auxiliary mic. Awesome. They can't hear me. Perfect. Don't you say INFJ. Okay, so apparently everyone says ENFJ. I do not have any background knowledge here on Oprah, so I'm kind of shooting from the hip tonight. So we're just going to go with the flow and see what happens. So uh, go ahead and jab. Uh, since we uh, spent so much of our streaming time trying to fix uh, audio this evening, let's just get right down to it. So uh, what do you Perfect. got? Perfect. Hmm. Um, all right, I'm going to... Oh. Sorry, and I didn't have that open yet. So let's go with, all right, I've got a Bloomberg interview with her. Let's just jump right into it. Let's jump right in. Let's do it. My beloved uh, friend, Maya Angelou, I said, Maya, I'm so, I'm so, just so proud that I was able to create this school. And I said, this is going to be my greatest legacy. And Maya said to me, you have no idea. <laughs> oh, right. Legacy. Talking about legacy would indicate S E plus uh, or N N E plus S I. A legacy thing. N E plus S I. Ooh, that's suggesting not ENFJ. Ooh. Ooh. That's the way I saw legacy or what you leave behind or what you do, because Maya ex was explaining to me that you know. Over all the years of watching your show, everybody who decided that they were going to go back to school or lose weight or no longer hit their children or get out of a bad marriage, all of those people. It sounds so informative. Like, that, that sounds so informative to me. She's like almost like talking to them in terms of uh, stories, you know, just going on and on and on and expounding and whatnot. Definitely sounds informative. I think of it. I know you have done amazing things with your philanthropy. We like to think that these great philanthropic moments are the ones that leave the impact or will make the huge difference in the world. But it's really what you do every day. It's how you use your life to 
be a light to somebody else's. Be a light know? to and somebody else. F-E-T-I, F-E guys, F-E-T-I, be a light to someone else. This is so ominous. This is the vision, N-E-S-I. Very nice. Into their lives. But really, there is a moment that, uh, that happened to me um, uh, just about a year after I went national. There was a woman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, who wrote me a letter. Kind of seems initiating. Well, she just kind of initiated a whole new thought. Didn't even didn't even stop like mid midstream. Uh, like, do we got a starter type on our hands tonight? Holy smokes! Every day makes me want to be more of myself, and I just don't know anything better than that. So I am. Most I don't proud know of anything better than that. That's a TIFE statement if I've ever heard one. Holy smokes! <laughs> and says, you know, I've watched you all these years. And you did so much. Look at for this. Me. Now, this is just so initiating informative. Yeah, it's so initiating informative. It's super affiliative too, like super affiliative. Holy smokes! What what is it that moved you? Why why what, do you love what it? moved you? What what motivated you? N e s i. What motivated you? You know, it's not about like what you did. It's about what's what's motivating you. Because when you, whenever anyone talks about like what's motivating you, that's a very expert intuition thing. Because expert intuition is aware of what other people want, what they intend, what they're what they're going to do uh, before they do it, or the the why that they're doing it behind uh, the why behind the action, the motivation behind the action. That is expert intuition. That's why it's an uh, N E plus S I statement when she talks about motivation in that capacity. Trust me, I'm like trying to like help people gauge what statements are uh, for cognitive axes since I've had so many people request that since like the last time we did a how to type lecture. So I'm listening to you guys. We're definitely getting that to you. What's next, Jeb? Keep going. Yeah, well, uh, uh, I think I got a clip from 86, but it's interesting to see everyone's changing from ENFJ to ISTJ and ENFP. All right, maybe. Except I haven't seen any FITE yet, but people are saying EFP <laughs> for some reason. So, okay, let's keep going. Yeah. All right. So this is a clip from 86. So let's see her when she's a bit younger. I know now that I am where I am because I always believed I could get here. Always believed it. She may have believed it, but how did wow, she get there? Loud. When she was 22, she oh. moved, oh, sorry. moved to Baltimore and became an anchor woman on a local TV news show. This was 60 pounds ago. You mean you were 60 pounds lighter? 60 pounds ago, I think, of my life in terms of my thighs. Well, the new sister news That's director an SI came statement. Me. I think of my life in terms of thighs. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Wow. Your hair is too thick, your eyes are too far apart, your nose is too wide, and your chin's too long, and you need to do something about it. I thought Christina Kraft had a problem. <laughs> so, But they sent me to this shishi poo-poo salon. And in a week, I was bald. Just devastated. devastated. You mean they, they did it to your hair? Yeah, I had a French perm and she it all seems fell out. so Every movement. So <laughs> movement. My goodness. And informative. I'm thinking we got a starter type on our hands. I think I might have been right with my guess, even though I didn't say it at the start of the stream. Fair enough. I think I did tell you before stream, though, so let's keep going. Well, I mean, Dolph, Dersh, Dolph Dervish's comment right now uh, that uh, Oprah is uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson in drag. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to point that one out. That was so dope. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Funny to you. <laughs> <laughs> that timing, as soon as I unpost the video, she's like, 
funny to you. I know, right? <laughs> Keep going. Funny to you. That's hilarious to you. That's a that's an fe statement. Because you have to find other reasons for appreciating yourself. It's certainly not your appreciating looks. yourself. If you're not, if not, if you're not, if you're not finding other ways to appreciate yourself, that's a very low fi statement. That's a very low fi, which would indicate uh, tife. So that's another fe statement. Awesome. Right. Visualization, because a lot of people don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. Well, today, ten years later, her audience obviously has found her good to look at and to listen to. Do not. I hate that. Absolutely hate it. I guess this a miracle. She arrives at the studio in Chicago each morning by seven o'clock. She insists she doesn't do much in the way of preparing for a daily show. She prefers to wing it. She says, "Wing it." it. That's like that. winging it. Like if if that's really true and that's what she says, that's a very SFJ NT, NTP approach. Winging it for sure. Uh, yeah, there's no plan about it. It's no like, plan. There's just no TE there. It's it's all about uh, TIFE, SINE, and those types SFJs and NTPs are all about winging it like crazy. So we got a point down here for this quadra for sure. Uh, let's yeah. keep going. And and again, like the, the the affiliative is just pouring out of her like crazy, like super affiliative mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, I think anyone's going to try and argue that she's pragmatic by trying to wing it. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, I and I get that. But at the same time, it's like no, she's still more affiliative. It's off because she's been doing nothing but talking about people the entire time and doing the right thing, you know. Oh, and, no, no, no. and you get a car, and you get a car, you know, doing the right mm -hmm. thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I meant like it's not very pragmatic to wing it. That sounds more like a affiliative thing. Like you want your audience to see something that's natural and that's a right thing to do to engage with them. That's more of an affiliative approach to me, or at least that's how I'm perceiving her actions. It doesn't seem pragmatic at all to just wing a multi-million dollar production. Like that just sounds stupid to me. But what do I know? Here I am with basketball productions coming in half an hour late. <laughs> with, with our with our audio bitrate terrible and uh, but hey, at least this time the GoPro is over twelve inches higher than last time. So I think we're uh, I think we're doing. I mean, this is progress, Jab. I mean, I'm literally like Tony Stark sitting in front of Pepper Potts right now in her office in Iron Man Two, like bringing her strawberries and being like, "Yeah, this is progress," even though she's allergic to strawberries. <laughs> I didn't even know that, but let's keep going. The same things will interest the audience. So this show that just getting underway nationally. Mm -hmm. it, they, it's, it's going to do, it'll do well. And if it doesn't. And if it doesn't, I will still do well. I will do well. Oh, that's I'm, so that's concrete. That is so concrete. Yes, it is. And like, that is, the that guy's is like, so what if? And it's like, I'll still do great. I don't care. It's like, it's an absolute concrete fact that I'm going to do great. And even if it doesn't go well, I'm still going to do great. Yep. Like, there's no risk analysis. There's no, like, risk mitigation. It's just like, oh, I'm going to do great. Yep. Not defined by a show. You know, I think we are defined by the way we treat ourselves and the way we treat other people. Oh, oh now a new a new TIFE statement and, and even more affiliative and that previous statement before that was very SI saying like she's gonna be outlasting people. I'm still gonna be successful anyway. That's that's introverted sensing uh, endurance, you know. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm enduring. Uh, I'm enduring these things. You know what I mean? Very concrete, very affiliative. Um, 
you know, um, let's see if we can get some systematic or interest in there. She definitely, definitely still is on the movement train this evening for sure. Made it. That would be wonderful. But if that doesn't happen, there are, you know, other important things in my life. And a fella. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing you're not sure of. Mm-hmm. No, I think, um, <laughs> I think it will happen. It will happen. It will happen. I keep saying, but now I say to myself, if I lose 40 pounds, maybe it'll happen then. Then maybe it'll happen, you know, I, before the movie, I said, after the movie, it'll happen. Then before the Oscars, it'll happen. I don't know. I think it will. Yeah, it, it will happen. It's not a matter of what yeah. if. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's expert intuition, but she seems, she seems really concrete. I, I would say that there's a really good chance, uh, you know, her expert intuition is like a, a child function or an inferior function, and uh, it's pretty well developed, which is why people out there are like, ooh, I'm just going to use the MBTI letters dichotomy and just be like, oh, she's like an ENFJ because, like, she's very intuitive, and I'm just like, yeah, no, bro, that's that's not actually that's not actually remotely true or because I mean, like if she took the MBTI test, sure. She'll score an ENFJ. Of course she would because her any child is so strong. What any child would not be so strong or any inferior. What extra right. intuition functions in those really slots like would not. Down. Yeah. If they're just giving away cars all the time, you see what I'm saying? Or, or, <laughs> or Oprah's favorite things. Of course, expert intuition is going to be super developed as a result of living a life like that where you're constantly giving over and over and over again. Hey, you want a car? Great. Here's a car. Hey, you want this? Hey, great. You know, because guess what? Oprah made her money by giving people what they want, which is why she's an NE user. Definitely an NESI user, for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going. Right. Um, that's the end of that clip. But, yeah, to put that in perspective, it's like I'm not too familiar with her relationships. This was in 1986, and she's like, she'll get one, you know. She, she'll have a man. And I don't think she has a partner yet. I'm not too familiar with her, but whatever. Who knows? Um... All right, so I'm going to mix it up a little bit. You know, I was told not to do talk shows, but this is actually a talk show, and it's titled Oprah Can Make Anyone Cry. All so right, let's, let's see how it makes James Corden cry. Your first time on I'm the show. Thank you for being here. I don't know. My worry when I woke up this morning is I don't know if I can make it through this interview without crying. <laughs> Because you seem to have an unbelievable gift. Even now, I can feel myself tearing up. <laughs> when did you first realize you had this power just to make people cry? Uh, I think I was in Baltimore. I used to try, you know, as an interviewer. Oh, you wanted. To- oh yeah, it's super informative. Oh, I'm just gonna answer that question with like a story in Baltimore. Okay. <laughs> Intimate connection and, yeah. and cry. Now I, I try not to get people to cry. Do you really? Yeah. You withhold your power. I withhold the powers i mean reese you were on you were on oprah's show in 2005 how quickly yeah. did you cry oh i think it was like uh, five minutes really maybe, maybe three i definitely cried pretty quick did you really uh, you just I'm went not really interested in this girl <laughs> yeah no, fired up it was actually teacher oh and then i talked about teachers can make you cry but you yeah. can say like even as you say the word book 
like little wells come up. <laughs> okay, go on. Give, give me your best. Okay. Give me your best. Unleash the power. Well, you need you need some time. You, you know, need. it's about having some time. But let me just say for you, Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte, Carrie, Max. Once on my show, father said, every father Can't has agree. a dream. Children. Oh, shut up. <laughs> every father has a dream for his children. She initiated that idea. He doesn't fill that dream. And it's super iffy. Oh, you're a joke? Yeah, super. <laughs> what, what is the dream that you hold <laughs> like, in your heart? Oh, iffy. For Charlotte? Very iffy. Charlotte? For Max? Why do I you? <laughs> what is the dream you Yeah, hold? at this point, I'm definitely calling her. She is an SFJ NTP type, hands down. Like, there is no argument. She is definitely an SFJ NTP. So that's her quadra. So her cognitive functions, as a result, as we could see up here, they're NE, SI, and then FE, TI, which, you know, are the cognitive functions all shared by this uh, quadra right here. So she's definitely one of these types, which would make her ISFJ, ESFJ, and then um, uh, ENTP like me, LOL, she's not an ENTP, <laughs> or an INTP. Uh, she's too initiating to be an INTP. Yeah, she's too initiating to be an INTP. And we don't have anything for abstract, quite frankly. You know, so definitely not rocking the NTP uh, and affiliative. But these SFJs are both affiliative. So, um, so yeah, let's uh, let's see if we can uh, prove her to be a bit responding at all. To, to kind of see if we can rule out ISFJ before making the final hit on ESFJ. Uh, or maybe if we could find some control in there as well. Is it, is it informative responding control or informative initiating movement? Even though all the evidence that we have right now points to a starter type, but let's just try to see if we could disprove her being a starter type. Let's keep going. All right. Well, before we go on, I just actually want to point out, like, every time someone's asked her about the future, it's always about, this future is going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, I'm still going to be good. You know, like, there's no abstraction about the future. There's no what if. There's no. There's none of that. It's just so concrete and. Uh, yeah, it is. That's just. Yeah, and I mean, like she's trying to outlast everything. Introverted sensing is all about endurance, and SFJs are some of the most enduring of all the types. With ISFJ being the absolute most enduring of all of the types, they can just endure about literally anything, right? And it's basically as a result yeah. of. Uh, their endurance that they're able to get through so much in their life and uh that's that's the direction that they take it consistently uh it's all about outlast and outplay it's not necessarily about willing their way through something it's about being like solid ground terra firma etc and then just uh weathering any storm like the uh you know they are the unstoppable force to introverted intuitions uh um or they are the immovable object for uh, introverted sensing versus uh, introverted intuition's unstoppable force is what I'm saying, basically. So. Right. Um, okay, well, let's keep going. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people try and say it's just confidence, but I'm not entirely sure I agree with that. 
I haven't heard um, made any what if statements at all. It's not about that. It, she other people are saying what if to her, and she's providing a concrete response, but she's not talking about what if on her own. So so let's listen to some more and try to see if we could disprove any of our suppositions. Yeah, all right. You know, they tell me his hair on P.S. Morgan. What it's like being you. Oh. When you wake up in the morning and you oh. go, bloody hell, I'm Oprah Winfrey. Oh. Have that? Well, I don't do bloody hell, I'm Oprah Winfrey. I will tell you <laughs> that I had a surreal moment uh, January 1st. Uh, once the once our my new network launched, and I have been working, working, working with the whole team to make it happen, and obviously I understood what that was and what the process was. It wasn't until we were here in Los Angeles and we were having a brunch on um, the morning of January first. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome to Own. And it had come on. And I saw the whole logo and I'm standing there looking at myself and I had a, a really like a, what is that? That is, that is a network. It's not just a logo. It's just not, it's not just an idea. It's not just all the planning that sessions. That is, that is My a God. network jab. That is a network is concrete. It's a concrete statement. There's nothing abstract about her response there at all. Very concrete. Yeah. Very concrete. Let's keep going. Cry. Did you really? Yes, I started to. And you're not, I'm not doing it here with you. Come on, Oprah. I'm not doing it. Come with me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you But I started with, with, with David Zaslav, my you know, great partner from Discovery. David and I had a moment. I looked at him and he looked at me and I welled up. And I think there was a hint of moisture even in David's eyes. And I could feel him feeling what this journey had been like for the both I of us. I could feel what, what he's feeling. More T-I-F-E. I really mm. got it. Well, what does it mean to you to actually have a network in your own name? Well, I would have to say um, it is really difficult for me still to wrap my brain around what all of that really means. I, it just is. It's so funny. I got a, um, an email from uh, my uh, friend Gail. Her friend Gail, she just initiated that line of thinking. Wait, yes, yes. <laughs> so she sent me an email after she had seen it and said, oh, my God, there's real commercials like like other networks. They're like real commercials. And Gail's like, I knew that there would be commercials. But the fact that you have commercials like other stations have commercials means it's really a network. It's that kind of thing where you're looking at it. I've never loved commercials more than than now. I mean, every single commercial that comes up, I go, thank you, Fabrice. <laughs> See, I've only got to know Gail in the last sort of month when I was trying to woo you for this interview. And I absolutely loved it. I found Talking hilarious. commercials in that way. And it's like, thank you, Fabrice. You know, that's, that's very interest-based. I did with you, but talked to her through email. Mm -hmm. And I, I got it. I got that this person was, like, she was your great friend, but your gatekeeper. You know, mm. you had to, I had to persuade Gail that I was trustworthy. Well, I think that's very smart of you to go through Gail to get it. Well, I'm a, I'm a bit sneaky, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew I had to get Gail. No, but, you know? and, and listen, and this is the thing about Gail, is that I, I think uh, I'm so excited that she's going to have a show on OWN now, taking that radio show and bringing it to OWN, because the, the world is going to now love her as I do, because you're going to see that she then becomes passionate. So passionate about me doing this interview, I go, do you know him? <laughs> 
do, do you then t- tonight she goes no no I, I don't know him I go well, what is the deal <laughs> what is the deal why are you pushing we, for me to do we this? had a seduction through oh email oh my gosh <laughs> how many people do you yeah I'm, I'm just not seeing I'm just not seeing the abstract here Jeb I'm just not seeing it at all like I'm not seeing the abstract I, I'm not seeing I, I, it. I'm seeing the affiliative like crazy and uh, affiliative concrete interest basically you know from a uh, from a temperament side, definitely an SJ type temperament for sure. She's a traditionalist, and you know it makes sense because we have from a quadra standpoint, we've already limited NTPs anyway, and these two are SJs, so guaranteed she's one of these two types. She's an SFJ at this point. Oprah Winfrey's an SFJ, and given our current our current evidence. Have you even, based on anything that we've seen tonight, is she remotely responding? I mean, can we really say that she's an introvert at this point? Like, you got any more clips that may put her in an introverted light at all? Uh, maybe we could uh, look at that mm. real quick. Let's see. Um, uh, um. Mm, we could try this Van Jones interview. Wait, nah, we'll see. Okay. All right, Dolph Dervish, if you really, really maintain that she's an NISE user, where's the proof? Like, seriously, where's the proof? Like, start posting yeah. it. I, I like, like, give you some concrete answers here because <laughs> I'm not seeing anything legitimate. Yeah, like, we've been, like, I haven't critically analyze her videos and then nitpicked out scenes where she acts like an ESFJ just so we could deceive an audience. I've just picked clips at random and I've played them and... And across different time periods, like 1986 versus somewhere very recent, right? So that's plenty of time and she's still like hitting the same tune the entire time. It's not like John Cleese who is obviously, you know, doing cognitive transitions for the sake of being entertaining when he was an INTJ and entertaining as an ESFP. Like, it's not he about was the that. he was the hardest one I've ever typed. Yeah, it's pretty well. It's also it makes sense because like from a John Cleese standpoint, it's really hard to type your own type. It's really hard to do that. It's really hard to type people within your own quadra even uh, as well. Mm-hmm. People have the same cognitive functions that you have. It's very difficult. So that would make sense, you know. So yeah. Um. So he's saying any is equal to what if. I don't. Yeah, any I... is equal to what if, but don't forget expert intuition, Dolph Dervish, has a, a cognitive axis that is attached to introverted sensing. And if introverted sensing is in the top two functions of the ego, then she is concrete. While expert intuition is in the bottom two functions of the uh, ego, she is concrete. It's only when expert intuition uh, is in the top two slots of the ego that she is considered abstract because it's stronger. Remember, it's all about primary versus secondary, folks. You wanna make sure that you understand that it's primary versus secondary. She's primarily concrete, which means introverted sensing would be in the top two. So that's that's why I make that argument. Yes, it's attached to expert intuition, but her expert intuition is a child, potentially, right? If it is a child, then it's optimistic, which makes it look like it's introverted intuition, super high intuition. That's why if she was to take an MBTI test, she would score as an ENFJ. 
but the MBTI test is inaccurate. That's why we do it this way, because the test is just basically a waste of time at this point. It's only useful for bar ballparking. So it's like, oh, okay, oh, I'm Oprah Winfrey, and I took the MBTI test, and I scored ENFJ. Okay, yeah, sure, that's, that's fantastic, but it ballparked it, right? It got three out of the four letters, you know what I'm saying? Three out of the four, okay, sure, nice ballpark there, you know? As it ballparked me into INTJ and INFJ the first times I took the test, when reality is I'm an ENTP, you see what I'm saying? How is that ballparking? Well, it's because it ballparked my shadow, essentially right? That, that's the mm -hmm. issue. So okay, I, I just I just cannot see it. So uh, let's play another clip to see if we can do some initiating versus responding. All right. Um, let's look at uh, Van Jones. So the law, the third law of motion of physics says that what you're putting out is coming back all the time, regardless of whether you know it or acknowledge it or not. Mm -hmm. So you got to stay as a warrior How of the light. Do you Okay, I'm sure a lot of people would misidentify that as an abstract statement. I mean, but... it is. It is technically an abstract statement because it's very expert intuition. She's talking about the law of attraction, for sure. In that, in that uh, particular situation, yeah, she said law, like law, as if it's concrete. It's truth. Right. Right. That's that's exactly right. And if she if she is an SFJ, as we as our evidence is pointing to her being an SFJ. She's only interested in talking about that abstract thing because she considers it a law, basically. Right. So yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Fair enough. I, I, I believe it, I believe it. I believe it, I believe it. How? I want to get practical with you. I want to get practical with you. Somebody can say, well, she can say that because she's a gazillionaire. But, yeah. but, 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 but the, but, the, but you the way I got to be a gazillionaire. Talk! This is what I have understood for a long time. Every day, this is what I'm going to tell you about my, my life. You tell me how to fix it. Every day I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I, listen, I need help. I wake up in the morning. I'm trying to be a warrior of the light. And I reach for my cell phone and I look at it and I just start freaking out. And I freak out okay, the whole day. So what do you do every day? So, so, what's your so, ritual? So I wake up in the morning. What you do? And the first thing I say is thank you. So, uh, Leslie Miller from the chat made actually a good point. To live by law of attraction, you have to treat every affirmation of yourself as concrete, which is actually a core tenet of the teaching itself. So she makes a good point there. Uh, so thank you for that post. Yeah, I mean, I'm fairly convinced she's concrete. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm convinced as well. And honestly, I'm just not saying responding. It's just initiation after initiation after initiation. And she's pretty movement. Uh, so and there's no such thing as informative responding movement. So informative initiating movement, which means Oprah Winfrey, ladies and gentlemen, is a starter, which means she's an ESFJ. So there you have it, folks, our final judgment of Oprah Winfrey is ESFJ, which is kind of great that we're getting such good variety on uh, on types within how to type jab. I, I like the variety. We keep uh, doing really well. I haven't really doubled up very much, have we? So I think we doubled up on, well, we, we pseudo-typed Joe Rogan. Right. But that's when we were doing uh, 
Joe Rogan the ESTP, and then we did The Rock as ESTP. But yeah, I, we've done pretty yeah. well. But we kind of like half ass typed him as we did Elon Musk because we used the majority of the stream between them. Yeah, um, very true. So I guess that doesn't really count. Um... Well, uh, and folks, there's um, there's no uh, con. Uh, concrete affiliative type that is interest-based, right? And we did see an interest-based statement, but uh, she didn't really talk about systems that much. That's why we haven't done it. But affiliative uh, and concrete is enough. You could still get two out of three to determine the temperament of somebody. You don't necessarily have to have all three levels per se. That's why on. there's three of them. Hold on. So let me get this straight. Okay, I am... Remembering, didn't she just talk about like her ritual? Like she wakes up and then she says thank you. Of course, we cut it off halfway through. But isn't that a system of which she operates within? That's so true. Rituals are very yeah. systematic. That's true. Good point, Jab. Fair enough. I mean, hey, I'm gonna play this for another like twenty seconds and C we'll see what CS Jabba showing up, showing me up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> really fully open. I, I, I say thank you. I can feel I say, the She wakes up. She says thank you. She here. feels I'm the gratitude. Body. Thank you so much. I thank you for that. Gratitude. And then I go through the letting the dogs out, the whole, you know, yep, that's the system. Out. Ritual, <laughs> routine, <laughs> process. Great. Just great. I do not reach for that phone first. That's your problem. Okay. That's your problem. That's good. I understand. Mm. She has a system of not reaching for that phone. She makes sure she does her ritual first before she does uh, what she has to do for her work life. Yeah, I mean, even right at the end, we did see that systematic approach. We saw tons of concrete. I don't think anyone's going to argue she's pragmatic. Yeah. It's definitely. I mean, I saw most of concrete. It was all about what is, what is, what is, and... And then yeah. whenever someone would try and make an abstract statement at her, what if this happens? No, this is going to happen. And even if that doesn't happen, then this is going to happen. And it was the same answer. I was like, what? As uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, and while uh, Dolph Dervish is correct about introverted sensing being like uh, um, impressions and uh, uh, extroverted sensing as, as a sensory data, et cetera, because it's basically being aware of the real and being a realist, both those two functions are concrete functions. S or sensing functions are concrete. Uh, if you don't believe me, talk to uh, Dr. Linda Behrens or Stephen Montgomery uh, about that. Uh, but they are, they're concrete. Uh, it's the intuitive functions that are abstract, extrovert intuition and introvert intuition. Those are the abstraction. Uh, whereas the uh, S functions are concrete functions, which is why they're labeled as such. Um, based on that. And we don't necessarily get into like the mislabeling schemes of, um, you know, other individuals like, um, like Mark Hunziker, for example, who wrote depth typology, etc. cetera. Uh, and there's a lot of people who maintain that, oh, these specific uh, definitions of cognitive functions are this way or that way. No, not necessarily. Um, a lot of the, uh, the definitions that people have of cognitive functions are not actually accurate uh, because they don't, um, 
well, I mean, they're abstract concepts, right? So it's kind of difficult to make sure that you're getting the, uh, the, the best possible definition. So we're actually gonna be providing some infographics soon enough to help educate the audience uh, to know uh, better, I would say, I'd like to make the claim that they're better definitions of cognitive functions uh, so that everyone would have the opportunity to kind of get to know them and what those mean. So, so anyway. Right. Cool. Uh, right. We're, we're just, just finished 36 minutes on the stream, uh, Jab. I think we did a great job, and thank you for this one. This was really fun. I, I came in with not really having any expectation in terms of what type she was already. Uh, not like Jordan Peterson, because he's an obvious INTP, if you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, Oprah, I was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised the ESFJ, and the audience got it wrong on this one. Uh, so kind of kind of interesting uh, that the audience got it wrong, but that's okay. It's good to, uh, we're kind of like the myth busters of type, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and I like to have that opportunity, Jab. So. Yeah, you could say we uh, police type. <laughs> no, I don't want to invoke the type police. Thank you, Jab. Thank you, because uh, yeah, no, no, no famous people here, Jab. No famous people. No famous people. No famous people. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I actually, I, I got to call out Periani. He said that if uh, Oprah wasn't an ENFJ, he was going to donate a hundred dollars. So get out your checkbook, champ. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Anyway, um, MBTI yeah, is for... wrong, TOT Jason 78. MBTI is wrong. That's why I made this channel, to one of the reasons, to point out that MBTI is wrong. It's just a test, and it's a very flawed test because flawed people take the flawed test. It's not going to provide an answer of any real accuracy. It is just to be used yeah. for ballparking, and that's it. Ballparking only. So. Right. All right, thanks all for tuning in. Dope. Oof. Okay, well, thank you for pointing that out, Mr. Jason. I appreciate that. Um, Jab, I think we're good to go here. Do you got anything else, or uh, are we are we good to go to stop the stream? Um, no, I think we're set. Do we have any announcements we want to make? Uh, other than that, our Patreon is live. If you haven't gotten on our uh, Patreon yet, please uh, get into it. We're going to have a lot of exclusive content. I finished uh, the uh, the content plan uh, for uh, the next couple of months. Uh, the rest of uh, season 10, uh, season 14, season 18, season 19, uh, they're going to be absolutely fantastic. And then uh, seasons 22, 23, and 24, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, and as far as the uh, Patreon-only lectures, the first uh, season that's going to be made available is going to be romantic compatibility related. So if you want to get in on that, I recommend becoming a, uh, a member. I think it's the gold tier if I remember correctly, I think it's gold tier to gain access to the uh, private lectures on Patreon, uh, silver mm -hmm. tier for early access, etc. But uh, if you guys uh, want in on that action to uh, gain access to those lectures, we're definitely making them available to you. And uh, I think I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a fantastic uh, thing for us, Jab. Um, and uh, also uh, season eighteen. 
Uh, season 17 got too big, so we're actually splitting it into like part one and two, and part one is gonna be season 17, and then uh, uh, part two will be season uh, 18. Season 17 is gonna be very quadra-focused. Season 18, we're gonna be talking about cognitive orbit, we're gonna be talking about cognitive axes, and uh, we're gonna be introducing three new ways to interpret the type grid to make it easier for you to type yourself and others using the type grid, where it's not just interaction styles, uh, it's not just uh, temperaments, it's going to be cognitive axes, like what you see we do in here, it's going to be quadras right here, and then we're gonna be doing a fifth method, which is cognitive orbit, and it's gonna be really fantastic to you know, have all that available to everyone. It basically turns the uh, type grid into a little Rubik's cube that you get to adjust according to whatever you need to do. And uh, I think that's just great to uh, bring all those interpretations to everybody here in this audience. So those will be released through our infographics uh, and will be uh, made available. And um, yeah, Jeb, I, th I think that's everything in the announcements. Uh, do you have anything else you wanna add? Um. Yeah, I probably just would shout out your uh, your Patreon. Uh, Chase has a Patreon now. You can get early access to content, access to lectures which will not be released, such as, for example, a season on romantic compatibility. Is that right? Patreon only. Uh, yeah, the uh, it, we're going to be starting uh, one of our uh, many romantic compatibility seasons, like. Like I got Absolutely. a bunch of them. Like like for example, one of them that is pla planned to be in the future, um, uh, which will be after this first uh, season that we're going to be doing on the private lectures. It's going to be the five love languages according to type. It's going to be absolutely dope. So you're going to want to get in on that for sure. Um, yeah, um, we're going to have some changes to Instagram. Uh, going into the future, we actually might have another competition for a uh, coaching giveaway. Or right, coaching so giveaway, yeah. So fair stay, stay tuned for that, ladies and gents. Um, cool. All right, Jab, I think uh, I think it's time to say goodbye for the night. And uh, we'll see you all this Sunday for the next uh, question and answer uh, episode. Uh, otherwise, uh, see you on Discord. Uh, you all have a good night. See you.